Hello, and welcome to Leadership Minutes. I'm your host, Ed Brixey. This week, we're diving into AI, decision-making, and what it all means for the future of our workplaces. I've read a lot of reports lately on the rise of AI and a lot of these new decision-making tools that we're seeing coming into our workplace. Overall, one of the bigger reports that's left a little bit of a mark on me was from David Dennings out of the Harvard Kennedy School. He's a political economist there, and he found that the number of U.S. jobs requiring some form of decision-making rose from 6% in 1960 to 34% in 2018. So over 50 years, a 5x increase at least. This is a challenge because when we look at AI and we look at decision-making technology, and we're looking at the way our workforce is going, is this a good thing? It, on the surface, it seems like it would be. On the surface, it seems like, hey, we can give our decision makers some more powerful tools. But the challenge with tools is it's one thing to know the tool and know how to use it. It's another thing to know the why and the when and the where on using it. So, The part that concerns me most about this is, especially with some of these advanced decision-making tools, is for a lot of AI, it turns into a black box AI where data is fed in and it gives a result. And there's very little in there beside to the process. That's fed into the network. It's oftentimes self-teaching and self-pattern regulating to be um, enhanced and corrected by the designers. But once it's out in the wild... What happens next? For me, a lot of this challenge comes in from helping new entrants in the workforce. If you want a new entrant and you're looking to raise their critical thinking and their strategic skills, especially around decision-making, the process in making that decision is a large piece of that. So if we have a lot of automation going on, or if we have a lot of black box decision-making on data, these new entrants, these rising leaders, don't necessarily get that robust depth of experience that's required to make larger strategic decisions as they grow in their fields. With a lot of leaders I've worked with, that sound decision-making process is a result of proactive experience. And as a result of the past decisions they've made off of data that's been available in order to make sure that they're crafting a little bit of a learning curve, that they're crafting and understanding a little bit of their experiences and how they're growing. If people start making more and more decisions off of just readily customized pieces of data and inputs, that critical thinking skill, that ability to question where that data is coming from, that trust yet verify attitude becomes misplaced and becomes diminished. And in turn, when becoming responsible for larger decisions that have a bigger impact, those skills won't be fully developed. There's a huge, huge risk there. Losing this level of experience in understanding the pieces behind decision-making can significantly impact the abilities of future leaders within our organizations. This is not something to say that AI and automation is bad. They're both extremely great tools to have. They help our companies, they help 
create efficiencies within our processes. Automation allows us to become better organized in our tasks and allow for things to happen that are otherwise very routine. AI is showing promise in parsing amounts of data and discovering these unseen trends, helping to shape new ideas and new innovations in absolutely remarkable ways that even the most creative data analysts have missed. The challenge is these are great tools, but is it an automatic fix and catch-all, or is this something that being able to teach people how to implement these tools, how to use them effectively, and how to question them a little bit, or even become creative around them, is very, very, it's missing with a lot of the implementations that I've seen. We see these processes, this is great, this is the automatic, this is the answer, or this is how we've automated things to be click, click, click. And there's very little questions being asked about why. And it's almost accepted that these are the best processes that we can come up with. It's just, we know, experience teaches us, we always find ways to improve. We always find ways to continue to grow. So the challenge becomes, how many of these decisions and how many of these new processes become automatic before they can contribute, before they start taking away from the learning and development of people within the organization? As organizational leaders, as organizational managers, where are we drawing those lines in order to say, we want this process, we need this to be automated, but we still need to have this flexibility, this adaptability, this attitude towards being able to say, hey, we've got some other ideas, let's try this out. Or where's this data coming from and how is it being, how is this answer, how was this answer reached? If we're relying on black boxes, if we're just relying on strict automation to make our decisions, we're going to be always within one or two standard deviations. We're always going to be within that tight, acceptable boundary of the curve. But if we look back at innovations throughout history, it's those weird, wacky things that we try that are five or six standard deviations out of the normal, which all of a sudden causes things to click and allows us to see the world in a new light. If we had run the iPhone through a risk matrix, and we had run that through some automated processing where the only input was the success of the BlackBerry, we wouldn't have the iPhones that we have today. It's about having a little bit of belief, it's about trusting your gut, and it's about being able to accept that risk and accept those outside ideas, which are very likely minimized within a lot of these automated processes or which might be overlooked in some of these black boxes. Sometimes that additional human touch takes us that final mile. Leadership Minutes, episode 118, Outro. Tools have become helpful in every aspect of our lives. The use of them is how we differentiate ourselves as human beings. We are good at using tools to manipulate our environments and coming up to better solutions. However, properly using these tools involves learning and development, not simply plugging into them and using them. There's a significant difference between knowing how to use a tool and why that tool is effective in using it 
best across various situations. So when we start to look at developing the people and the processes in our organizations as a whole, this little bit of knowledge is crucial. It's being able to not only say, here's the tools that we use, but here's why we use them and here's how they work so that we can deconstruct them a little bit, so that we can understand some of the processes behind them. And when we start developing the future leaders for our organizations, these decision-making skills are what's going to be the difference maker versus simply saying, here's the tool, use it, or here's the tool, here's how it works, what do you think? Thank you for joining me on Leadership Minutes. It has been great to take this journey with you and I look forward to continuing in the future. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast subscriber. And definitely reach out to me with any questions and comments at ed at leadfromthefront.net. Have a fantastic day. See you soon. This podcast is copyrighted by Edward Brixey, all rights reserved. No part may be copied, modified, republished, transmitted, or otherwise distributed without express written permission.